Tales for those of you who delight in dread, who fantasize about fear, who glorify gore. Welcome. You have found the place where the horror returns. Listeners, beware. This podcast contains major plot spoilers and the foulest of language. Join us in celebrating the old and the new, the best and the worst in horror. Welcome back, one and all, to The Horror Returns. I'm Philip again, and uh, with me as always is uh, Lance, out in the middle of nowhere. Blink twice if you need us to save you. Wait, I can't see you. <laughs> uh, we got Brian, and uh, tonight we have our second ever guest. Is that right? I didn't know that. Uh, Jack Falvey the Fourth from Binge Media. How's it going, guys? What's going on? Glad to be here, guys. It's been a while. Yeah, no kidding, man. I hadn't talked to you in a minute. It's been feels like about a year. Yeah, there's been uh, a lot of stuff's happened. Obviously, there was a whole Suicide Squad movie that came out, and you know, <laughs> it's been a lot of stuff happening. <laughs> if you can hear me, <laughs> yes, I heard that last little section. <laughs> Lance is a little in and out right now. <laughs> He's on location again. Yeah, figures. Uh, at that damn cult. All right. <laughs> well, let's start out with the cool of the week. Uh, Jack, what's the coolest thing you've seen this right week? Can you hear me right now at all? Yes. Yeah, I got you there. Um, all right. So cool of the week. So so uh, just a little bit about uh, what I've been doing over at Bench Media. I, some of the listeners, I'm sure, know. Maybe you guys know, too. I've been doing a uh, 365 movie a year challenge. And... Um, for October, I decided I was going to do, you know, 31 horror movies and TV shows. And obviously, I've seen a bunch of duf- different stuff over the past few weeks. It's been pretty cool. And and the whole caveat here is it's all brand new to me. So I got to watch stuff that I've never seen before. Um, so, you know, I, I've i seen my fair share of horror movies, but there's still gaps, right? So there's some stuff that I've been, I've been trying to, you know, plug the holes here and there. Texas Chainsaw 2 was one of those. Um Checked out uh, the host, you know, the Bong Joon Ho movie, uh, the others for some reason. Never saw that. It was another one. But I have to say, I, I don't think it's the best movie I've seen in the last month. But it was definitely the one where I had the 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 widest smile on my face for the whole time. I watched Child's Play for the first time. I'd never seen it yes! before. <laughs> that yes! movie. It's fucking hilarious. Like, it's, it's the greatest, it's great. like, non-Muppet Muppet movie ever made. Uh, <laughs> it was so much fun. It was so great. Like, I, I got to watch all of them now. It's just, I, by like, I love Michael Myers, but by far, the number two cemented in that, the you know, hierarchy is definitely Chucky. Like, it's just, it's so bonkers and crazy. Brad Dourif's the man. I fucking loved it. Child's Play was the shit. It was awesome. Nice. How did, how did you miss that one before now? You know what? There's always, no matter what you do, there's always more movies, right? And yeah, it oh, was just one of those. 
Yeah, it was just one of those that was it was always on my list, and I just never had a reason to to pop it in. And then, you know, this past week I, I finally did, and that that was part of the reason why I did this whole movie challenge to kind of force myself to watch a lot of shit that's been on that docket forever. You know, um, so yeah, I was really happy I did this one. It was it was a lot of fun. Nice. Oh man, that's a hell of a cool of the week. <laughs> yeah, well, I figured right, it's the horror returns, right? So I might as well yeah. talk about horror movies. <laughs> like, yeah, man, we'll take it. <laughs> Brian, what you got? Uh, I don't know if I because I'm doing the I'm also doing the 31, but me and Lance are uh, gonna we do our weekly wrap up, so can't really talk about them. Uh, I guess I'll have to go with uh, episode two of uh, Chucky. Still, uh, nice. still entertaining. Uh, getting a little bit more on the backstory of Chucky, and uh, it was a pretty, pretty nice kill in there. Uh, I think probably it was like 10, 15 minutes into the show. Uh, very nice kill, uh, gory, and uh, yeah, a lot, a uh, lot more going on as far as the gore and dropping f bombs than there was a certain. Uh, other sci-fi remake that came out that I'll talk about in our 31 <laughs> wrap-up that was completely a little disappointing, but I, I saw what they were gonna what they were going for. So uh, tune in for that to, to hear about that movie. I didn't even realize that was finally out. I got to check it out. Yeah, uh, I think they're the first two episodes. They you can go to YouTube to the sci-fi YouTube channel, and they're both on there. Oh wow, that's too easy. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Lance, can you hear me? Can you hear me? Yes. <laughs> What's cool thing okay. you've seen this week? See, I've been knocking out the 31 horror movies with Brian, so I'm I'm going to go non-horror. Go off the reservation. You guys have Hulu? Yep. Yeah. Uh Nine Perfect Strangers. Anybody seen it? Not no. yet. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's a great cast. Michael Shannon, uh, Luke Evans. It's um, I don't know if you guys ever saw The Good Place. You, uh, the One of the few sitcoms I've watched, but this uh, actor, his name is Manny Jacinto. He's mm-hmm. the weirdest dude ever. But uh, Melissa McCarthy didn't even mention her. She's in it. it it's pretty much an all sarcastic. Bobby Cannavale, our man, Jack. Oh, nice. He plays a Very football nice. player that's been traumatized, but these guys all go to a uh, retreat, and Nicole Kidman is the one that's running the retreat. And mm. about the third episode in, at the end of the episode, one of the people that's in the retreat looks up at her and says, have you been dosing us? So she said she's microdosing them, but oh. when you look at when you look at her putting all their fruit smoothies together, uh, before they get the morning started every day, they're putting in like two drops of acid. <laughs> so nice. it's a fucking trip. It's uh, it's definitely worth a watch. <laughs> well, speaking of trip, uh, that's my cool of the week. The trip on Netflix. You guys seen that one? The trip. Uh, is this uh, Andre? Uh, what's his name? Yeah, it's like a Norwegian movie. Okay. Oh, okay. ah, yeah, it's dubbed. Okay. It's dubbed and it's actually uh, dubbed pretty well. Um, found just ran across it on Netflix. It looked interesting, but it's like Tarantino esque. Like, you know, it's not as good as a Tarantino movie, but it looks like they drew a lot of inspiration when they were making it. It's uh, like this husband and wife go out to a cabin 
and they are trying to kill each other because they hate each other and the insurance money and stuff. And while they're out there, they run into some bad guys who are also trying to kill them. And so it's just a whole bunch of people trying to kill each other. It's pretty great. Nice. <laughs> the music is all Norwegian and <laughs> kind of awesome. Like, who would have thought? All right. All right. I'm in. That's enough for me. But I was like, wow, I, I kind of stumbled upon something here. This, this is a really cool movie. Norwegian like uh, music, like uh, Eurovision. <laughs> no, it was like real music. <laughs> oh, okay. Ouch, <laughs> yeah. Ouch. Uh, but yeah, so that's that was mine. Um, all right, well let's uh roll on over to horror headlines. Brian, what you got for us? Uh, very little, very little. Uh, trying not to rehash on the same same movies again. Uh, gonna start with a little bit of non horror news. Uh, we talked about Hayden Christensen. Uh coming back as Darth Vader for the Obi-Wan series. Oh, yeah. He's uh, just been announced he's also going to reprise the role for the Ahsoka series as well. Oh, very cool. Interesting. Yeah, I'm excited about that. Uh, Let's see here. Uh, Going off of our last episode where we talked about Halloween Kills, David Gordon Green saying Halloween ends. There's going to be a four-year time jump between those movies. Good. There needs to be. <laughs> and is that going to be like the last one? I mean, you know, sort of. Well, in, in this sure. series, till they reboot it a couple of years yeah. later. Right. So, it's like the, the, the Kiss last tour. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, it's funny. I just saw Kiss like a month and a half ago. So there you go. <laughs> uh, on their 12th farewell tour, huh? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I Cold think that's... I think Nez just seen him too uh, a month ago. <laughs> nice. They're just and... people back there. Nah, who cares? They're wearing makeup. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Hey, Jack, Jack, you guys might have been at the same concert and not known it. Uh, maybe. If we were, then missed opportunity. We'll have to link yeah, up next. Nez fly, he flies everywhere. He, he gets to fly for free, so he's, he's a world traveler. Oh, awesome. Awesome. And uh, I guess I'm going to end it here. Uh, some good news for you, Lance. Uh, Hocus Pocus 2, finally filming. There you we go. You don't have to watch the same one every <laughs> Halloween now. Uh, I'm uh, sure I will, though. It's actually uh, it's filming all over my uh, my state, actually, no, about 20 minutes from where I live. Uh, it's been all over the oh, place. So the, nice. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's on the local news all the time. They're like, oh, Hocus Pocus filming. I have a couple... Um, family members that uh you know signed up to be extras in it i don't know if any of them actually got through or not but uh yeah it's it's all over the place here uh gonna see you jack cameo in it somewhere <laughs> I, naturally i just gotta figure out you know where i can fit it in my schedule you know i got a busy man you know what i mean on the roof back there why is he there <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna have to call you jack o'lantern exactly <laughs> Uh, and lastly, uh, FX will not be renewing uh, Why the Last Man for a second season. And from what I understand, it's nothing to do with the show. It's over contract disputes with the actors. Crazy. But from what I hear, the, the creators are going to shop it to other streaming platforms. Mm. I, I mean, I, I don't know if you guys were watching that or not. I, I was not a big fan. I kind of tapped out, but... 
I don't know, just on name brand alone, I'm, I'm sure somebody will pick it up. Like, you know, everybody's dying for streaming content. That's mm-hmm. it's like an established thing, you know, so yeah. I'm sure it'll find a life somewhere. I think you're uh. not the only one who's tapped out of that one. I, I know Pete tapped out. I think Law tapped out. <laughs> I'm trying to remember I, who else said it sucked. I think Law might have tapped out even before he tapped in, so there you go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know if I tapped out. I tried to give it give a show at least two or three episodes, but after episode one, I wasn't uh, wasn't on too, too keen on going back to it. So Yeah, a little rough. I think I think Law was too busy rewatching Ted Lasso. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> I still got to check that one out. I'm excited about it. Yeah, do you? Yeah. <laughs> I would say meh, but you know. Really? Oh, I've only, heard... given it, I've only given it two episodes, so, you know, we'll see how it goes. All right. Yeah. <laughs> pretty say it's great. I haven't seen it at all. Uh, actually, I've been hearing pretty much if uh, you're neither going to love it, you're not going to like it. It's kind of no in between there. Hmm. Well, that's not as glowing as the <laughs> and, I'm, and I'm exactly in between. So what do you know? All right. That's the news. Nice. All right. On down to the trailer park where we bring you the big, the small, and sometimes the very, very weird. But this one, Brian, what do we got this week? Uh, because of the the genre our main movie is uh changing it up with the trailers and a little bit more action oriented and we're going to start with uh the batman yes wow synopsis here in his second year of fighting crime batman uncovers corruption in gotham city that connects to his own family while facing a serial killer known as the riddler This stars, of course, I don't know why he's top billed, but Peter Sarsgaard, Andy Serkis, Robert Pattinson, Jeffrey Wright, Colin Farrell, Paul Dano, Zoe Kravitz, John Turturro, and many others. Directed, of course, by Matt Reeves. Jack, what do you think? And it's kind of interesting. I feel like when we ever, whenever we talk about Batman, you seem to be on the show. I know. I know. I'm always like waiting in the wings somehow. But, uh, which is funny because it we were the Jack Lance, something. Yeah, it's got to be it. But like Lance and I were talking a couple months ago and we we're like, hey, we got to do a show. And I was thinking, you know, this was the right one to do. I had no idea there'd be a Batman trailer, but hey, you know, happy to talk about it. So, um, yeah, I mean, this was uh, so. So this was like the most substantial look that we've had yet at the movie. I know that DC fandom was kind of bunk. I actually was one of the poor saps that sat through most of it just trying to watch the trailer. So that, that was my mistake. <laughs> Won't be doing that again. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, I'm just I'm ecstatic with how it looks. Um, the look is right. The feel is right. I love that immediately there's already an iconic score in the trailer. Um, yes. I love Hans Zimmer and I love the Dark Knight trilogy score. Um, but it is definitely nice to hear something that's immediately, you know, it's going to be iconic, you know, it's going to be recognizable and it just kind of gets you in the mode of that, like 1989 Batman, you know, the Michael yes. Keaton stuff. Very, very uh, ep- epic sounding. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm, I'm so excited for it. I mean, it's, it's my, 
it, it, it has to be my number one most anticipated after that trailer. It's just, you know, I'll just be uh, waiting until March at this point. So I'm in all the way in. <laughs> Lance? <laughs> Jack, they could put fucking Legos <laughs> fucking dinosaur, got plastic dinosaur and two guys' hands on a YouTube video. And if it's Batman, you're in. I mean, what's wrong with that? I'm a simple man, you know? <laughs> hey, Lego Batman. Oh. Bad. <laughs> yeah, I like Lego Batman. <laughs> this fucking trailer looks fucking amazing. <laughs> but you know what? They kind of, it, did it, did I get this? You guys get the same feel that I got that they're going to take up the penguin really quickly? Like, I know he, totally he's, he's, out? he's getting the HBO Max spinoff series. So, okay. well, I mean, it well, could be, he, it could be prequel, but. He was he was in that car, right? The Batmobile yeah. bumped off the road. Yeah. I, I, oh, sorry. I was just going to say, I, I have some thoughts on what they might do with Penguin in this movie. I, I don't know if I want to say them because they might end up being spoilers, but I think that car accident may be more significant than the trailer makes it look like. We'll yeah. Say. Really? I think it might be. Let's just you, say... The penguin traditionally has a very, um, yeah, oh, like a like a strange way of walking, like you know, like, almost oh, like he was injured or his or his legs were fucked up, you know, something along those lines. Oh, I like it. okay, all right. Yeah, and, well, and plus, I I, I think uh, Colin Farrell playing the role because he looks unrecognizable and couldn't even tell by listening to him. That's him. I don't I don't think they're gonna waste this performance on a one and done. Yeah. I hope not. I hope not. I I was pretty impressed with it. I like the way that they're making the Riddler into like a serial killer. Mm-hmm. They, yeah, the, and, the, and, the David Fincher influence is massive. It looks like it looks like Seven, and then mm-hmm. Riddler looks like the Zodiac. So I'm all about that shit. Yeah, uh, looks fantastic. And then they suggest the Joker's not going to be in it, but but he was fighting a dude that was painted like a clown face, right? Yeah, I wonder what's going so on I there. I'm trying to figure out what's going on there. I'm I'm all about it. Fucking Robert Pattinson has given us nothing but great performances mm-hmm. you know, recently. So, fuck, man, I'm I'm all in. Yeah, same. But yeah. you guys, what, Phil, what do you what do you think of this, dude? I I was not all in on Robin pa- uh, Robert Pattinson as Batman, and then you know I had always heard that they had complications on the set because he was nailing uh zoe kravitz i don't call that a, i don't call that a complication that's, yeah that's, that's more of a solution <laughs> on the batmobile apparently <laughs> but, what? Are you yeah serious? that's what i heard <laughs> yeah holy well, shit where's the better place for that? a better place <laughs> yeah um but oh my god this trailer looks awesome Batman looks unhinged, like he's about to go out there and wreak some havoc on people. That scene uh, in in the hallway where he's getting shot up and beats the shit out of those two dudes. Oh, I love it. <laughs> it's like yeah. Darth Vader coming down the hallway, you know? Yeah, yeah. So much. What so are you referring cool to? <laughs> <laughs> Whatever do you mean, Darth Vader coming down the hallway? What do you? What, what are you referring to, Philip? Uh, for We've never one, seen man. that in a movie. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Yeah, dude, uh, it was. I'm I'm excited about this one. I am officially sold on it, and uh, I want to see more. I can't wait till it comes out. Damn. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I'm I'm in all the way in. I think 
Pattinson's going to kill it. Paul Dano's going to kill it. Uh, interested to see uh, where uh, what Zoe Kravitz does with the Catwoman character. Uh, and you didn't I, even know that was Colin Farrell at all. No. Like, it doesn't even a little bit look like him. And then uh, we didn't even really talk about, uh, I think Jeffrey Wright is a great actor to play uh, Commissioner Gordon. Yes, yes, absolutely. So, yeah, I'm all in. And I'm hearing interesting things about where the second one's going. So, fingers crossed. Yeah. I, I kind of like seeing Andy Circus in there. Yep, yep. And, I um, think that's, that's a good pick. The, the other thing, not to harp on it too much, but I mean, it's, you know, but <laughs> Batman trail, we got to talk a little more than the, yeah. than the other movies, maybe. But uh, but one of the other things I really like in the trailer is because I've watched the trailer more times than I care to admit. Um, you know, they talk about how this is like a year two story for Batman. Mm-hmm. Like he's done some stuff. He's not exactly a professional, quote unquote, professional crime fighter yet. He's still kind of figuring it out. Um, right. There's a quick shot in the trailer where. Batman is at the top of a building and he's about to kind of leap off and glide down. Um, if you look carefully, he's wearing a wingsuit. So it's almost as if we'll see in this movie, like the evolution of some of his gadgets and some of his, you know, his methodology and stuff. But I, I like that it's going to be a little bit rough around the edges and not necessarily as polished. Um, I feel like they touched on that a little bit with the Christian Bale movies at times, but ultimately I think once Batman gets down to it, he's, he's very confident and very like sure of his abilities in those movies. Um, Mm kind of like the idea of taking it from an angle where you have a guy who maybe is not as mentally stable yet as we would like to see him or, or as we've seen him before. You know, I think that's right. really uncharted territory. It's really cool. How do you, uh, be a brutal Batman. I like it. How do you yeah. feel about the Batmobile? Cause I know there was some people that didn't really care for it. I, I like it because it, to me, this is the beginning stages of what the Batmobile is. Yeah. Um, I think it looks awesome. And and look, I'm, I mean, I think you guys know I'm, I'm a huge Chris Nolan fan. I, I love the Batman trilogy. Really? Made. Yeah. Oh, shit. Headline. We got a scoop here. Jack hey now. Is, hey now. It's a fan. What hey fuck? now. Hey now. Um, but no, I'm, I, when it comes to Batman, I always want the next Bat- Batman movie to be the best Batman movie. So yeah, I'm, I'm down with that Batmobile design for this movie. It looks mm-hmm correct i don't know how else to describe it it just it looks right for at least what we saw in the trailer so i'm in i'm, I'm totally in i don't see any i don't and there's nothing here that is like a warning sign to me this looks like a total slam dunk for me but you know maybe i'm putting the cart before the horse but you know we'll get there when we get there all, all those caveats but i think it, it looks very strong is it yeah, gonna be bat- better is it gonna be better Batmobile. than the christopher nolan <sighs> who knows man I, I i definitely want it to be you know, but that's a that's a tough act to follow. So yeah, I know. <laughs> we'll see. At least the Batmobile is not too over the top, like with huge back wheels, like a monster truck or something like that. I mean, what's wrong with that? What are you trying to say, here, Lance? Come on. <laughs> <laughs> and Just saying, um, man. Uh, this comes out March fourth, but before we get to the next trailer, uh, Jack, was there anything else from a uh, DC fandom that uh, caught your eye? Um. I mean, I saw the Shazam footage. That seemed 
all right. I, I like the first Shazam well enough. Um, that was okay. They did show a really short clip from The Flash with the Michael Keaton Batman silhouette. Um, mm-hmm. I was hoping to actually see Michael Keaton. I thought it was weird that they just, like, I don't know, they didn't really show much of anything from that movie. But uh, that was kind of cool. I mean, there was a ton of stuff. There's the Gotham Knights video game that I guess is going to be coming out. Um, Co-op, right? Yeah, it looks like it. Um, And it's supposed to be post-Arkham Knight, so Batman is not in the game. Um, So we'll see how that is. But, uh, yeah, not not much else. It it was a lot of focus on the the CW shows, you know, and Mm -hmm. and they did show um, the trailer from the Peacemaker series, which looks pretty cool. And um, some Aquaman footage as well, but yeah, not a not a ton that I really cared about. I, I unfortunately was sort of gobsmacked by that fucking abomination, but you know, whatever. So. <laughs> Wait, you're saying you're saying the Peacemaker is going to be a series? I thought it was just a spinoff movie. No, it's, it's a full series. Yeah, James Gunn wow, wrote, directed, and edited that. all of it. Yeah. Oh man, you think Cena can carry that? Oh, I, I, I think he's. I think it's gonna work, and I'm gonna call it now. I think uh, the character in it, uh, Vigilante. I, I think he's gonna get an HBO series. Yeah, they're just spinning off everything, but I mean, it makes sense, right? I, I, I like I. All these studios are gonna do that. Did you guys? Um, not to get off on too much of a tangent, but did you guys see Bond a couple weeks ago? Yeah, I have not really. I haven't. Uh, I was going to, but I didn't really hear anybody talk about it. And yeah, I yeah. took about that was not a good thing that nobody was talking about. It. <laughs> yeah, me too. Gotcha. <laughs> well, the one thing I'll really say disappointed me, but <laughs> well, well, right. the one thing I'll say about the movie is that I think it's pretty clear that if Amazon has some sort of like distribution rights to Bond now or some sort of deal in place. They're absolutely going to spin that off. So the same way that Suicide Squad does with Peacemaker and, and all this other stuff, you know, I think Bond is going to be the next franchise that they're finally going to crack open a little bit and be like, okay, let's 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 finally let's do some spinoffs. Let's let's create a, a shared universe, right? Because Marvel does it, so we all got to do it now. Ah, uh, I see what you're saying. Yeah, okay, Amazon. Amazon bought MGM, right? I think so. I think so. so At least bought their catalog. So, it's hard yeah. to keep track. Yeah, it is. Uh, oh. Mostly Amazon and Disney owns everything. <laughs> where the end of the line is. <laughs> and and penis, penis-shaped spaceships. Yep. That's right. <laughs> All right, moving on to our second trailer. Uh, a movie that is probably going to raise our Netflix uh, rates again is the $300-plus million action movie Red Notice. Starring Dwayne Johnson, Ryan Reynolds, and Gal Gadot. You don't sound uh, excited. <laughs> I, I didn't really care about this movie. I was just trying to give us something to talk about. Let me get a quick synopsis. And This is the trailer I missed, so you guys go ahead. Yeah, and I do mean quick synopsis. Uh, an Interpol agent tracks down the world's most wanted art thief. There you go. Jack. Yeah. Yeah, I'm. I'm gonna go ahead and uh, after this trail, I'm gonna go ahead and pass on this movie. Uh, I don't. I don't give a shit either. <laughs> I, I like everybody involved, but this just looks like every generic, uh, you know, mm-hmm. action comedy. Uh, yeah, I. 
it's it's not going to be for me. Uh, maybe it'll be a decent flick. This is the kind of movie that my dad will watch, and he'll be happy to watch it, and then never think about it again when it's over. So, <laughs> um, you know, I'm 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 good. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm probably not even going to think about it until they release it. Uh, I I like everybody involved, but just watching it, it just looks like a generic heist movie. I don't. I don't buy Gal Gadot as I don't know if she's supposed to be the villain or what. I don't know how she's playing this role. Uh, Ryan Reynolds is doing his Ryan Reynolds thing and exactly. it's nothing new. And I, there was nothing in this movie that I saw that, that cost a uh, $300 million or how much ever they spent making this movie. So cast. Yeah, <laughs> there you go. That's where they spent it all. Yeah, so, it, it straight up is a generic one, but with a pretty good cast. I mean, yeah, you're, pro- you're yeah. probably right. It's going to be very forgettable, but I can't imagine it's going to be like terrible. <laughs> it, it, exactly, though. But that's the problem. It's it's part of this like, I don't know these this uh, what do you call it? It's very like formulaic, I'm sure. Yeah, it's just like these okay movies, you know. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's, it's okay, but I don't, I don't care about okay. I want, I want a great movie. I want, I want to, to either love something or hate something or have an opinion about something. Like, if you're just throwing something at me that's like, yeah, well, you know, it's kind of fine. I mean, it, okay. So, not to talk about this too much, but it's like you said, doing the Ryan Reynolds thing, right? Well. If he's doing that in every movie, then I, why don't I just watch like a good Ryan Reynolds movie where he's doing that, like like a Deadpool or something? You like, know, yeah, like free guy, free guy was good. Yeah, I still got to see that, but um, yeah, me too. Yeah, but I don't, I don't know. It's just it doesn't. I I don't feel like there's much here for me personally. Yeah, it's like far as the Netflix movies, this looks like it's going to be slightly better than Six Underground, but not as good as uh, Extraction. Yeah, yeah, that's where I'm going to put it. I, the only red the, uh, the the big red flag for me is that Netflix on there because uh, they've they've come out with some movies with some really good people in it that should have been way better and then are totally forgettable. So it's it's possible. Although I sort of felt the same way about Jumanji before I watched it, and then it turned yeah. out to be kind of great. So we'll see. Well, pretty soon Netflix is going to be ninety nine dollars a month. You know? Yeah, that's true. <laughs> mm-hmm. There's there's other ways, but. <laughs> and then nobody will buy it. Let's see. Uh, release date for this. Is there a release date? I think it was in November. November 12th on Netflix. And now to the final one, which you guys are going to have to kind of clue me in because I've never played the games. I think okay. I've maybe played the first one for a few minutes, and that is Uncharted. Uh, synopsis the story is a prequel of the game starring holland as a younger drake showing us details of how he came to meet and befriend sully and this stars tom holland mark Wahlberg. i can tell by lance's laugh he's not into this movie antonio bandelos Bandelos. uh and other people so Directed by Ruben Fleischer, I believe he did the Zombieland movies. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay, that's that got my attention. Uh, I'll, I'll jump in real quick. Um, I, I don't care. 
uh, <laughs> looks like another generic movie. I, I do like Tom Holland and Mark Wahlberg. I don't but care. I, I know nothing about the games. Maybe that's probably what's not attracting me to this because I've never played them. But I don't know if I'll see this in the theater, but I'll probably check it out eventually after it's out there. So, Jack? Uh, yeah, so I have played all of the Uncharted games, and I love the Uncharted games. They're some of my favorites. Um, that's why I hate this trailer, because <laughs> it's horrible casting. It's oh, been really? going back and forth for the past, like, ten years, I want to say, with this fucking movie. I mean, yeah, at one Mark, point, Mark, Mark Wahlberg, Wahlberg was, he was Drake, right? Exactly. He was going to be Drake, and then I don't know who was going to be Sully, but in the game, so in the games, Drake is like let's say 33 years old, right? 32, 33. Sully is supposed to be in his 60s. He's got a mustache and he's chomping a cigar, right? <laughs> There's Mark Wahlberg is not Sully. He's just not. Um, I don't know where this is supposed to fit in, whether it's a prequel or to the games, a sequel to the games or whatever, or if it's totally its own thing. But I am just completely uninterested in this trailer. Not to mention the fact that they very poorly used a Led Zeppelin song in the trailer, which just annoyed oh, the fuck out right. of me. Carry on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so I, I'm I, like I didn't care about Red Notice, but there's like a ten percent chance I might give Red Notice a shot if the right people told me it's okay. There's a zero percent chance I'll see Uncharted. Ouch! So. Ouch! Woo! That worries me. Especially yeah. as a fan of the game. <laughs> and I heard somebody talking about it. Uh, this is supposed to be a prequel, but uh, that whole uh, plane scene was a was a scene from one of the games. Yeah, yeah. Um, there, there's many scenes from the games in the movie, but it's mm-hmm. there are four main Uncharted games with with Nathan Drake, okay. and like the the plane scene happens in three. It looks like there's another scene that happens, I think, in the first one. It's just all over the place. And, you know, I'm not – look, I'm, I'm not saying that they need to follow the story in the games. Obviously, that hasn't really worked out for a lot of video game movies. Um, I'm also not saying that they need to completely do their own thing or whatever. But the di- the character dynamic of Drake and Sully – if you don't have that right, then I'm not going to be able to go with you on all the other shit. And they just fucked that up right out the gate. So I like Tom Holland. I like Mark Wahlberg. I don't like him in this movie, so they can fuck right off. I'm not going to watch this. All right. I'm sorry. Was that harsh? <laughs> no, it was spot on. So I think I think you I think you guys are forgetting. Uh, you, you guys are being too harsh. You're forgetting a great Hollywood tradition here. Let's make every video game movie fucking suck. <laughs> I else, know they're they're bad at else, that, huh? Who else remembers the House of the Dead for fuck's sake? <laughs> I mean, uh, my God, we, we reviewed there, it, so <laughs> I, we did review it. Has there been? And we re- reviewed it on. Is it really that bad? Show right? Yeah, has it, there it, it really was. Video, has there ever been a good video game movie, Jack? Uh, ever think? Okay, so. So I'm not going to say that it's a good movie, but the one that I can watch is the first Mortal Kombat. Um, but I, again, I'm not saying that it's a good movie because it's 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 not. But like, <laughs> uh, point made. It, it's the most watchable one. I can I can say that much. So okay, except Mario uh, Brothers. 
Yeah. Well, Mario Brothers is watchable, but wait a minute. Yeah, Mario Brothers is watchable in a ter- terrible way. What about you, Brian? Has there ever been a good video game movie? Oh, I got to agree with Jack. It has to be Mortal Kombat because it, it kind of just came out at a time where I guess uh, I, I didn't know much about movies and I was just kind of like, this is probably <laughs> the closest thing yeah. to a good video game movie that there is. And okay. then they I mean, came, came with the sequel. Oh, wait, the, oh, this man, is this kind so of cheating a little bit, but I, you know, I, I might actually say that my favorite video game movie is the King of Kong, a fistful of quarters. <laughs> That's oh, if we're, if we're doing that, can I say the wizard? Yeah, for sure. All right. What about the Witcher? There, Does that shit. count? The oh, Witcher. Oh, wow. I still got to watch the, the Witcher. That's I'm good. reading the books right now. See, that's why it may not count because it's kind of based on books, too. So I'm reading the books as we speak. Right, I read a hundred pages this morning. <laughs> okay. Just marking <laughs> no, it off. Get looks, the fuck out of here. This looks terrible. You have fucking Spider Man falling out of a plane and then jumping on a box and then fighting gravity by literally jumping upward toward the plane, jumping on another fucking box. Give oh. me a break, man. Come on. He's, he's, he's Spider Man. I mean, he's Nathan Spider- Drake. Oh, it works. <laughs> <laughs> All right. If anybody wants to see it, it is coming in. Let's see. Oh, the one of the dump months, February eighteenth. Ouch. All right. <laughs> well, VOD. <laughs> All right. Is that the last trailer? Oh, I'm sorry. I'm looking at the trivia. This is early <laughs> stages of production. Mark Wahlberg. <laughs> Robert De Niro and Joe Pesci were all slated to be in the movie with David O. Russell. Oh, wow. That sounds more interesting. Than Joe Pesci. No, that's, saw the hey, trailer. wait a minute. Pesci would have been perfect, Jack. <laughs> what you're saying, right? I don't, uh, I, I don't, I don't know. No? Okay, no, I haven't you, played the know, game, so I can't speak to it. Well, the perfect casting, okay? And I know it doesn't make sense because their ages don't line up, and obviously one of them's passed on now, but... The perfect casting would have been Nathan Fillion as Drake, which fans oh, have wanted forever. Yes. And then Sully, you would need somebody like a Burt Reynolds. And that would that would be perfect. Ah, okay. Okay. <laughs> I, I see it. I see where you're going now. Yeah. They they just they completely, completely fucked up the casting. So. Oh man. Who who's still alive that would be kind of like a modern day Burt Reynolds? Um Yeah, yeah. I gotta think about that one. Um, is, Clint East, is Clint Eastwood too old now? Yes. Oh, you know, ah, uh, you know who would work? Tom Selleck. You could, well, okay, Tom Selleck. Tom but, Selleck. Okay. <laughs> but you know who might be able to make it work would be Brian Cranston. Oh, I bet you Brian yes. Cranston. Ah, cool. okay. And they missed they missed the mark there, didn't they? Big time. Or maybe uh, Hawkeye. He could pull that off. Maybe. Jeremy Renner. Yeah. He's too old. He's too young, right? No, for the for the younger guy. Oh, for, for the younger Drake. guy. Okay. Yeah, I, yeah, I could see that. All right, Uncharted. We finished <laughs> it off with that one. So, <laughs> listener feedback. We're gonna make it a better movie than what they showed us. <laughs> yeah. Um, somebody help us. Somebody bail us out here. <laughs> so right. from what what I'm getting, just just go play the games. And yeah. Skip the movie. <laughs> Some of the greatest games ever made. Go go definitely play those. 
Uh, all right, on to listener feedback. Uh, this week, the podcast spotlight shines on Resurrection of Zombie 7 podcast. Uh, the Resurrection of Zombie 7 podcast focuses on horror movie franchises. Uh, the host and co-host of the podcast go through each movie of a series before wrapping it up and moving on to the next horror franchise. Uh, they go into depth with each movie, discussing plot holes and comparing each movie to the rest of the, se- uh, the series. Sometimes humorous, sometimes informative, and always entertaining, The Resurrection of Zombie 7 is the podcast that goes bump in the night. Ah, wonder, wonder what they think of Friday the 13th. <laughs> They'll be doing that for like 12 years. <laughs> <laughs> When's the farewell tour for that motherfucker? <laughs> no shit. <laughs> or Halloween. <laughs> All right. Uh, and uh, we're going to give a shout out to uh, Marcus Will Turner this week. Uh, he's keeping us up to date on his 31 day of horrorathon. Um, so far, he's checked out 17 movies and counting. Uh, He left his full reviews in our Facebook group, uh, as well as the Super Network group. Uh, But we're going to give you guys a little preview of each one here. Uh, First one was The Fog. Uh, During last October, this humble schmo discovered there were two films out of John Carpenter's illustrious catalog that I had not yet seen. Uh, Prince of Darkness and The Fog. Uh, And while Darkness won the inevitable public poll on which to watch back then, uh, I nevertheless made a mental note to take a gander at this misty thriller uh, when the time came. Uh, number two is... Mar- Marcus has a way with words, doesn't he? <laughs> he does, man. Yeah, like, I'm, <laughs> I'm, really, I'm really glad he's doing these reviews now. Like, Yeah. Like, seriously now. I'm, I'm glad he watched the original Fog and not the remake. <laughs> Superman in it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and we got number two is Butcher's. Uh, part Texas Chainsaw Massacre, a hint of the Devil's Rejects, and of Mice and Men. Huh. What? Uh, <laughs> Got this, my attention. <laughs> this unofficial wrong turn sequel uh, of the year that leans further into grotesque savagery than any other element in its story. Uh, rather expeditiously, I might add. Well, Not a bad hmm. movie. Yeah, that sounds good. It yeah. started quick. Uh, number three is Come to Daddy. <laughs> oh, I love that. Hey, now. Oh, yeah? <laughs> what kind of movies are you watching? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, estranged paternal relationship makes some of the strangest outcomes. I bet they do. Uh, number, <laughs> number, four. number four is I See You. Uh, now, this is a Brian, suspense. Brian loved that one. Did you? I never saw it. Yeah, Brian, Brian gave it a cool of the week. Oh, yes, cool. uh, one of my favorites in uh, my 31 so far. Ooh, nice. he's got some nice words for it. He says, uh, this was a suspense and misdirection worthy of Alfred Hitchcock, or at least what? Dean, or at least Dean Koontz. Oh, <laughs> uh, big difference there. <laughs> well, still, I, those are that's big words, man. Yeah, although Dean Koontz did Odd Thomas. He wrote that, which was one of your favorite uh, underrated movies, Philip. Oh, yeah, dude, I love that movie. Yeah, Phil, you've seen I See You with uh, Helen Hunt. Oh, yeah. Man, I didn't like <laughs> I it. I haven't seen it. You didn't like <laughs> it? I don't think it. so. If it's the one I'm thinking of, I'll have to go back and take a look at it. Ah, anyway. <laughs> uh, number five is Unhinged. Uh, it's a grim and vile reminder and a lesson in how bad, uh, how one bad turn creates another and that there's nothing wrong with being courteous on the road despite traffic conditions. <laughs> uh, beats the alternative, that's for sure. 
That was uh, what's his face? Russell Crowe. Yeah. <laughs> very very large Russell Crowe in that one. <laughs> guys yeah, got- Rus- yeah. Russell Crowe got got large for the nice guys and just stayed large, right? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's yeah. easier. <laughs> Although he's going to have to do something about that pretty soon because uh, I don't know if you guys heard about this or not, but Ridley Scott is very serious about doing Gladiator 2 and like pretty quickly. Oh, shit. So. Well, he better yeah. get on his agent quick. He looks like that and it must be a he's doing a voiceover <laughs> or something. Yeah, it's got to be. The animated Gladiator. <laughs> exactly. So I don't, I don't know how he ended up looking like that in the afterlife, so... <laughs> a lot of grapes, you know what I mean? <laughs> All right. Uh, number six is Brightburn. Uh, James Gunn asked, "What if the child discovered he? Uh, what if a child discovered he possessed fantastic fucking son of a bitch?" <laughs> <laughs> read it, read it three times, Philip. Like, like you do when you get really drunk. <laughs> what if a child? Discovered he had possessed uh, fantastical Superman-type abilities, and instead of saving people, he did whatever the fuck he wanted to with zero sense of morality, conviction, or conscience. Uh, just be a little murderous crumb snatcher. <laughs> <laughs> that one was good. I like that one, too. Yeah, we saw that when we were driving back from the Rocklahoma one year, remember? Oh, yeah. So we, we were probably still drunk. <laughs> Uh, and then we got Joker uh, for number seven. Whatever doesn't hit makes you stranger. Um, your you next that one a lot. Y'all like that one a lot more than I did. Oh, you didn't like it? That's right. Remember? I was yeah. Meh. What about That's... you, Jack? The Batman oh. fan. I liked it a lot. I thought yeah. it was. Uh, it's great. It was solid. Yeah. I, I mean, it's it's. It's nothing new. It's Scorsese. I mean, it's like five Scorsese movies with the Joker. But uh, no, I thought it was interesting. It was kind of unique for a comic book movie. But Mm -hmm. yeah, I like it. Something tells me we may see him again Mm. against Pattinson. Hmm. I don't want that. I don't want that. I think Uh, you might get it. I would think more of an aftermath. (laughs) Maybe that's why the guys had their faces all painted. Maybe. Anyway, uh, number eight is your next. Um, I know I was so satisfied by the end credits, I almost lit a cigarette, and I'm not ashamed <laughs> to admit that. <laughs> was it good for you? Damn right it was. <laughs> uh, number nine is Howl. Uh, nothing like a modernized British werewolf story to get the heart pumping. And that's what I got with Howl, a polished yet grisly romp on a train. Uh, hmm, number 10 haven't is... haven't seen that one. I haven't either. This is a pretty good yeah. one. Pretty good werewolf. Werewolf's on the train. Uh, number 10 is It Follows. So remember, kids, abstinence is power. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> it's still a good movie. Uh, number 11 is Fantasy Island. Oh, wow. Ugh. Oh, shit. Uh, sorry, Marcus. <laughs> Woof. I suppose this trip back to the island beats uh, ends up being no one's fantasy. Maybe the studios should just pick better shows to adapt these days. Something to con- contemplate. Any ideas? What do you guys think? What what should they make? What TV show should they make into a horror movie? Three's they Company. Shouldn't. They shouldn't. They should just do <laughs> something original. Three's Company might work. 
Uh, it'll get canceled episode two watch (laughs) have uh have jordan peele make happy days oh Oh. okay yeah the days weren't so happy for people of color back then were they (laughs) yeah maybe there's an angle i don't know that could be an angle yep creepy and like you know like the whole place is all zombified and hypnotized and stuff Exactly. I want to see a montage where the Fonz is trying to like bang on a jukebox and it starts up. I got five on it. Well, you know, I don't know. Zombies take on it. I don't know what the fuck it is. Whatever Jordan Peele wants to do, I'm, uh, I'd be interested. Do you mean the actual Fonz or somebody else? Ah, either or. I don't know. <laughs> sure Everyone's locked in the basement. <laughs> I'm sure he still has yeah. the jacket. So I'm sure he does. Uh, number 12 is Crawl, Storms, Floods, and Gators. Yeah. Uh, number 13 is head count Uh, I've never seen that one Uh, it says uh, going in blind helps with the experience of an expectation uh, because it's a a suspenseful and marvelously tricky little film Uh, one that keeps you in knots till the end I might need to rewatch this one down the line uh, because it's one of those that requires it just so you can decipher more of what you witnessed I don't know what that is I think I've seen this one on Netflix. Huh. Yeah, check that out. Yeah, put it on the list. Uh, number 14 and 15 are Evil Dead 1 and 2. Outstanding. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was only a matter of time before I hailed to the king once more, and uh, that time <laughs> is now. My first two rewatches of the month, and they're both fucking winners. Time to get some. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Number 16 is Krampus. Uh, in this day and age, everyone has a criticism towards someone else's love, and it's a practice that needs to cease, or at the very least, tone the fuck down, because there's really so many better examples to unleash negativity upon. And to be honest, seasons aren't one of them. Uh, this includes Christmas season. Huh. Yeah, they're about to drop a 4K director's cut called The the Naughty Cut, Ooh. with uh, what? New, new scenes added to it. Okay. Interested. Yeah, I'll check it out. All right. And uh, number 17 is Dark Was the Night. Uh, well, this was certainly a chore and a half. <laughs> oi, oi. <laughs> Maybe skip that one. <laughs> yeah, bye-bye. All right. Uh, so, Marcus, you took up all the listener feedback this week. Thank you. <laughs> um, and our show comes to you from Steve Carlton of the League of Geeks. Um, the artwork is from Natsulani. Uh, and if you'd like to help us out, Check out the uh, Patreon site. Uh, we'll let you pick the movies for a future show at any amount and for $5 or more a month. Also pick a commentary for a future bonus show. Uh, and if you have a chance, please give us a five-star Apple podcast review and you may win some cool shit. We did We did just mail out some stuff, though, right? We did. Yeah. We finally got some t-shirts. Yeah. So we're sending, we're sending prizes. <laughs> Go lose a review. Um, and now... On to our featured attractions. Uh, this week it's Dune, the uh, 1984 version and the brand new remake. So we're going to make you wait a little longer and start with 1984. Uh, a duke's son uh, leads desert warriors against the Galactic Empire and his father's evil nemesis to free their desert world from the Emperor's rule. Uh, Director is David Lynch, also known for Eraserhead and Twin Peaks. Uh, Writers David Lynch, based on the novel by Frank Herbert. 
Um, writer and director David Lynch turned down Star Wars Episode Six: Return of the Jedi to direct this movie, telling George mm. Lucas, it's your thing, it's not my thing. <laughs> huh. I think that worked out for everybody. Um, <laughs> Sir Patrick Stewart was, at the time, completely unfamiliar about who Sting was as a musician. Uh, when meeting him on set, he asked, asked if he was a solo artist, to which Sting replied he was in a band called The Police. Stewart, totally unaware, thought Sting played in a police band. <laughs> <laughs> so Wait. Patrick Stewart doesn't know music. When did The Police were like 70s? Uh, uh, Patrick Stewart, I'm sure, knows classical music, you know? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Whatever pairs well with Earl Grey tea. I don't know if the right. <laughs> Now, maybe yeah, Solo Sting guy. from like the 2000s, maybe, but, you know, we weren't there yet. All right. Uh, well, Jack, you want to take it away? 1984 Dune, what'd you think? Yeah, this was a first time watch for me. Um, so this was part of my, my 365, uh, you know, movie thing. And um, I'd heard a lot about this movie over the years because I'm a I'm a huge David Lynch fan. I, I just the older I get, the more I like David Lynch movies and TV shows and um, just a guy. It's it's incredible to me that he's got this creative output that across four decades he really hasn't changed his style at all. He's been the same guy. His projects sometimes are very in terms of like what the subject matter is, but. In terms of feel, you always know what you're you're in a David Lynch movie when you're when you're in it. You know, um, this is the one that I have to say feels nothing like a David Lynch movie. Um, <laughs> and I'd heard that forever. I mean, he pretty much disowned the movie, didn't get final cut on it, didn't get to do the things he wanted to. Um, there's so many things to say, but I, I think the first thing that I noticed was how ridiculous the narration in this movie is and it goes on for I, I the cut of the movie that i watched it was about three hours the narration Ouch. it never Ouch. stops but the constant narration Ouch. kind of lets up around the hour 20 mark so <laughs> at least that was something <laughs> um but yeah it, it was just painfully obvious that they had no idea how to get the ideas across with this movie it was just like it's so much exposition and so much needs to be explained. And, you know, even at three hours, it still felt like this movie was the trailer for the movie, which is kind of weird, you know? Um, yeah, yeah. Weird edits, huh? Weird edits and some, some time jumps too, uh, you know, especially in like the second half of the movie when they, you know, right. in in one scene, Lady Jessica's pregnant. In the next scene, there's like a seven year old girl. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> it, yeah, it just it, there was a lot of weird stuff there. I, I will say it had the feel of really out there science fiction of the time, you know, and I did like that. It's It's easy to forget that, you know, Return of the Jedi was out and E.T. was a thing at this point. There was a lot of science fiction out there that was going in one very particular direction. And the, the thing that I do like about this movie is that despite all that, Dune is trying to do its own thing. It has its own visual identity. And, and you know, I think David Lynch had his reasons for why he wanted to do things a certain way. Um, you know, the cut of the movie that I saw opens with 
the emperor talking to this gigantic fucking floating I don't know, scrotum sack monster <laughs> lord or something. I was trying to figure out what that was. Okay, I thought I was just yeah. like, I, man, I guess I just don't have any idea I, what's going on in Dune. <laughs> I just reread yeah. the book like three months ago, and I don't, I don't remember that character. Yeah, that's that's the thing that throws me. It's like there's a lot of stuff that I I don't I, I just don't know what the hell it is. That's that's one of them, you know. Um, so yeah, it just feels like a movie that's full of a lot of ideas. It maybe needed to be a couple of movies or a series or something, but, um, but yeah, they just, I don't know. It seems like Lynch got in over his head on this. The studio didn't know what to do with it, chopped it up, tried to make it something, but, um, yeah, it's just, (laughs) I don't know. It's, it's, it's not a horrible movie. It's just, you can tell that, like, you can tell that it's made with a lot of care. Um, I, I don't think that really anybody involved with this is, is you know not being sincere but um it just comes across as very confusing very disorienting and even scenes where there aren't narration there are characters who are just literally telling you what they're thinking which is the same thing as the narration um so i don't know it was it was kind of a mess i mean what what did you guys think (laughs) brian Okay, I, I have a soft spot for this movie. This this my dad introduced me to this movie uh, when I when I really started getting into movies. He was you know if I was into horror, he'd suggest this movie, that movie, and then sci fi. This was like one of the first uh, outside of Star Wars and Star Trek. He was like, oh look, you know, check this one out. And the the main thing I love about this movie is the world that you're introduced to. The the technology, the the different languages, the you know, just the the planet, the spice, you know, the whole idea mm-hmm. of the, the what is it, the, the Quizak Hatterak, you know, the super, mm-hmm. the supreme super being, you know, even the the Benny Jesserit sisterhood, you know, with the with their weirding way, the voices they use to 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 influence people to do what they need them to do, and how yeah. they were just kind of in the background, you know controlling things, you know, kind of steering things in the different directions. I, I just love the world they built in it. And I, I thought even though some of them weren't that great in it, the, the, I thought the cast was amazing. You know, some of them didn't really have that much to do with it. You know, we get very little of somebody like Brad Duroff who's in it for a minute. Um, Virginia Madsen's like top build and I don't even think she says anything in it. Yeah. I was wondering that. Yeah. The narration at the intro—that's <laughs> about it. <laughs> but yeah, I—I've I, always loved this movie. This is something I've always wanted to see get a get a, a remake because I just thought the the world that we were introduced to was just so rich in ideas and technology that I just wanted to see updated and. I still love it. I, I, I watch it from time to time. I'll always love it. I I just think that last scene's badass when uh Paul he doesn't need that uh module no more and mm. he can kill with right? the word. I always thought that scene was badass. Where he just screams at Sting and just opens his chest up in the ground at the same time. Mm. A lot of badass yeah, stuff in cool. here that I, I still enjoy. But that just might be my bias because I've seen this movie when I was real young so but i still love it nostalgia uh, nostalgia is a motherfucker yep 
All right. Lance, what do you think? Oh, man. See, so I'm a little bit torn because uh, I just reread the book pretty recently, and I've read it when I was like in high school. Um, the book is a masterpiece. Make no mistake, the book is, is, is pure high fantasy in space. As a matter of fact, I think that uh, our good friend Jar Jar Martin got a lot of inspiration from Dune because mm. the way the chapters are written, each character has like a chapter, right? So like it goes from one house and then in the next chapter, it's the next house. You get a lot of that in Game of Thrones and all that, of course. So I'm a little torn. I, I Oh, man. I There were some scenes in this movie that were directly out of the book that I was like pump, fist pumping and some lines. And there were some scenes and lines from the remake that I was fist pumping because, oh, they got that right. Like the Chris Knight, which they didn't even talk about in this one. God only knows why, because that was a really big part of the book. That's like a tooth from one of the sandworms. I mean, for fuck's sake, it's like it can it, it, it's like adamantium in the Marvel Universe, right? It can cut through anything. Yeah. So I was very disappointed by some of the things they left out. Um, unlike you, Jack, dude, I'm not a David Lynch fan. I've tried. I've mm. tried. There may be one movie. I'll, did he do the Elephant Man or was that someone else? Yeah, he was the Elephant Man. Uh, I love The Elephant Man. That that was a great film, but I just can't get into Lynch. It's just too weird, sickening, mm. like gross. You know what I mean? Like the green sure. colors and the pus oozing and just, I don't know. Not my not my cup of Earl Grey, you know? Mm. Um, uh, and speaking of which, I thought Sir Patrick Stewart was perfect. I mean, he is, when I was reading the book, he's what I pictured as that character. Nothing against Josh Brolin in the new film, but he was perfect that. And, and cause he was kind of playful Josh Brolin in the new movie, we'll get into it, but he takes it a little too seriously because <laughs> that character in the book, I mean, like he plays music, he's a bard, he's a poet, he's a minstrel, and he's also a, a, a master uh, fighter. Right. And he uh, trains mm. young Paul um, and protects him. But I don't know, man, like the guy uh, from game of Thrones. Yeah, sure, sure. Right. So I'm, I'm a little bit torn. I, I kind of want to hate this movie because uh, of the visuals of it. I can't I can't blame Lynch for the for the special effects because that was just what they had in 84. <laughs> but yeah. I could have sworn I was watching somebody play asteroids there for a minute. Man, that was a hard speaking, thing to watch. Speaking of King of Kong, <laughs> but uh, I don't know, man. Um, it, it, shit, haven't read the book pretty recently. I, I loved part of this movie and I hated part of this movie. That's it. All right, man. I don't know what I think about it. You know what? I I do. I've tried to watch this movie twice now, and uh, <laughs> I fell asleep both times. So <laughs> there's that. Um, yeah, that '80s uh, that '80s computer animation is boy. Special <laughs> effects in the '80s were either really good or really fucking bad. <laughs> you you didn't like when they put on their shields and they look like Minecraft characters. <laughs> That's exactly what they looked like. I, but like worse. <laughs> yeah, that was that was nuts. But um, I did. I will say though, and I know it's a combination of you know some rotoscoping and, and stop motion and all that stuff. I right. do think that Lynch does a pretty good job with the sandworms. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Given given the fact that you know it's the eighties and all the limitations, blah blah blah. 
Like I actually do feel like that's one of the one of the bright spots in the movie for me is just the scope of the sandworms. I think it's a pretty, pretty decently well done job. Well, it sounds like he took on one hell of a project and just with the constraints of the time and uh, trying to fit all that shit into one movie. It just didn't really work. And was, I, it just, was it just me, or was there a lot of phallic symbolism? In this oh, definitely. Like the, the hunter seeker. It was like a floating dick. And then like some <laughs> of the buildings seemed to be very phallic. A lot of the Little Mermaid DVD case, you know. It, it was know. Bezos. He went back in time, and <laughs> these are just giant. Nice. <laughs> very nice. Well said, man. Uh, but yeah, I it was it was kind of just okay for me. I had a hard time making it through it. It's it's not something I want to watch again. <laughs> uh, all right, let's go scores. Uh, Jack, what do you think? Oh, um, hmm, that's kind of tough. The it is it is Dune. it is. I uh, see now. I can understand that, like, given the limitations and what what the what Lynch probably tried to do and, you know, having the benefit of hindsight on this, since, you know, we're going to talk about the other Dune movie, it's just a difficult story to, to get ideas across. Like I I can kind of sympathize a little bit with that. Um, I didn't hate it. Yeah. I didn't hate it. It's just, it seems like, I don't even know that Lynch had narration in his original cut of this movie. I, I feel like maybe he didn't. And, he was relying a little bit more on on visuals, and I have no idea what his final cut of this movie would have looked like. But I just based on yeah, what I know of him, a, that would have been a different movie because not only did they have the over narration, but like when they were thinking something, you could hear right. them whispering what they were thinking. I'm like, yeah, this is right. terrible. Right, <laughs> so horrible. That just seems really at odds <laughs> with what I know of David Lynch as a, as a filmmaker. You know, like, I, it doesn't feel like that's his choice. That feels like a studio's trying to piece together what they can from something that they, they just have no idea what to do with. Um, so, I, I don't know. I I kind of got to go with a 5 on 10 for now. Um, I, I don't want to hose this movie because I do think it's been pretty influential on other films. Um Yep. You know, but it it doesn't it's not unless you have the nostalgia like Brian does, which is great, you know, but um, I just don't have that. So it's it's tough for me to tough for me to like this movie very much outside of just like a passing sort of. Yeah, I, I can kind of see I can kind of respect what they tried to do sort of thing. So I guess five on ten. All right, Brian, bring us back up. Uh, uh, I guess I'm going to be the high man because this is for me. <laughs> Eight on ten. I love. I love it, man. I love it. The fell you said nostalgia. It's it's one hell of a drug, and I I, I took a big hit on this one because I don't know. It just it just brings me back to to a time where, like I said, my dad was just introducing me to you know trying to broaden my my mind on movies and stuff like that, and I just that's awesome, I, dude. I just love the the world that I was introduced to and. Yep, and uh, we'll talk more about it in a, an updated version here. But yeah, it's 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 an easy eight on ten for me. Very strong, Lance. What do you think? 
Yeah, and Brian, I, I hear where you're coming from, dude, because I had that relationship with my father. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the He's gone now. He's been gone for seven years. But like one legacy that he left me was movies because he would always take me to, to these movies. He took me to see the elephant man, for fuck's sake, <laughs> when I was pretty yep. young. So Showed me the elephant man, was, too. I'm telling you, yeah, it's it's out there. It's waiting to be done. Um, but wow, yeah, that, that really, man, I I understand where you're coming from because I mean, all of us love Indiana Jones, all of us love Raiders of the Lost Ark, and all of us love all the Star Wars movies. So none of us are going to say anything negative about the original, the, you know, the older ones, like the ones that Dad would take me to, and really got me into movies big time. But for man, for crying out loud, I totally get it, Brian. I I understand where you're coming from, and I understand where your heart is. Um, I've got to give this one a five because I'm so on the fence about it. I wish mm-hmm. I wasn't. I wanted to like it so much more. They got some things right. The Quisach Hadarak, which they barely mention in the new film. Oh man, and I know uh, they they say it, but they say it in the in in the language from the planet, and they don't. I I don't know, man. There were scenes in this movie that really got to me that I felt really, you know, in the moment. I, I, I hate to say the special effects took me out of it, but fuck, they did, man. Let's just be real, right? I mean, oh, I'm so on the fence, and I hate being so on the fence, but five on ten. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. We, we didn't even really talk about some of the characters, like the Harkonnens. Yeah, or the the Harkonnens. I don't even we'll right? get to that in the the new one. I don't know if that's the correct way or not. But uh, I will say I love Chucky. the casting in this movie. Yeah. Um, like yeah, across the board, the good. You have a bunch of Lynch regulars. You've got some alumni from uh, Twin Peaks, or I guess at this point it was before Twin Peaks. Um, you know the guy who's playing Baron Harkonnen. Uh, he's like deliciously disgusting. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, Sting just hamming it up uh, is yeah. awesome. Oh, yeah. And, we're, you know, uh, Kyle the, McLaughlin. Wearing the Speedos and flexing his oh. skinny muscles. So <laughs> awesome. he, he just came out the sauna, so. <laughs> yeah, what, what else are you going to do? And um, Baron, yeah. he, he makes somebody have to milk a cat for the antidote right. every right, day right. to stay alive. Oh, yeah, yeah. I have nipples, Greg. Can you milk me? <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I, there, there's a lot that I like about the movie. That's why a five seems harsh, but it's it's. I don't mean it to be. It, there's there's a lot of elements that I, I respond to and I enjoyed, mm-hmm. but it's just the finished product. I, I, come, I came away from it thinking, like, man, I, I don't even really have a great grasp of what happened, you know, yeah. or, or, like, this and and you know we'll talk about this a little bit more in the, in the updated version, but it is so hard to track the political in and out like plotline in in this movie. Um, yeah, Star, you know, like Star I'm trying, Wars did it pretty well. Yeah, Star um, Wars did that pretty well. Yeah. Well, like trying to understand the nuance of you know the Harkonnens own this planet. Now the Atreides are going to take it over and this is bad because right. of X, Y, Z. Like that's all very, very poorly done in this movie. You know, mm-hmm. it's it, it's almost impossible to know what any of that is without either reading the book or, or doing some homework after the fact. Yep. And that's kind yeah. of a cardinal sin, you know. Um, yeah, I agree. AJ, so AJ that, watched this. AJ watched yeah. this with me and she was lost. 
Yeah. And I just told I her, look, if you haven't, if you've read the book, you'll get treats out of it. If you haven't read the book, you're lost. Yeah. Yeah. That's, and you know, no, the, the movie should work on its own and it, it kind of doesn't, you know, it's, yeah, uh, Brian, maybe, maybe this will make sense to you, but there's a, uh, there's an Andrew Dice Clay movie called the adventures of Ford Fairlane, right? Um, that's right. It is not a good movie, okay? But it's a movie that I've been watching for my entire life, okay? So I have that nostalgia thing for that movie. It's impossible for me to watch it and see the bad in it and, and like, dock it for that, you know? It's just – there's something about the cheesy douchebaggery of Dice that works <laughs> on some, like, primal level for me that I can't fucking shake, you know? Hey. Robert, and Robert England's in it, too. That's right. Um, so I, I, I totally get it where it's just like, it's too, it's just ingrained, right. For you, like mm-hmm. this movie is just, it, it was like a foundational movie. I'm sure mm-hmm. that you see stuff in other movies that you pick up as references to this one. And, you know, mm-hmm. there's a whole like level that it's communicating with you on that you can't really, you, you can't do anything about that. You know, like, it's just, it's, it's always going to be there kind of thing. And I, I totally respect that. Um, I wish I had that for this movie because it, it would be nice to have more science. I, I'm, I'm a huge sci-fi guy. It would be nice to have more solid, unique science fiction worlds, right, mm, um, yeah. on film. Um, but, you know, we haven't talked about the new ones. Maybe, maybe, maybe we did get it eventually, so we'll see. Well, I, exactly like you were just saying, and this I feel like could have been one, except like when I watched Star Wars – I don't see 80s. It's just kind of timeless. And Same. this movie, dude, it is 80s as fuck. <laughs> 80s AF, huh? Yeah, man. Um, yeah, I, I think I'm going to go five, too. I wish yeah, it was kinda better. Like, kind of like Tron, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. exactly. It, this this was very Tron-ish. Or that, uh, that knockoff Star Wars movie that they did. I can't even remember the name of it. It was fucking terrible. <laughs> <laughs> I kept thinking of Flash Gordon while I was watching it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it's it's that kind of 80s. Helming. Um, which, yeah. <laughs> which, which is hard, you know? It's hard for something like that to be timeless. And if it was, like, goofy and short and fun, um, that'd be a different story. But it's long. And like you said, you're kind of lost the entire time. It's, it's, it's a giant epic story, and it's hard to condense that and still make it make sense. Yeah. So. All right, let's move on to the brand new Dune, and we're, they're stretching this one into two movies, right? Uh, uh, yeah. Let's see if it yeah. makes money, right? Well, well, if they if they made the deal right, I would. That, that we'll get into it. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. Well, this is the feature adaptation of Frank Herbert's science fiction novel uh, about the son of a noble entrusted with the protection of the most valuable asset and most vital element in the galaxy. Uh, director is Denis Villeneuve, um, also known for Enemy and Arrival. <laughs> what did you say, Denis Louis? Is that what you <laughs> Pretty close. Might, might as well be. <laughs> uh, writer are uh, writers are John Spates, uh, Rick Roth, and Denis Villeneuve. Uh, composer Hans Zimmer uh, is a big fan of the novel Dune and turned down working with frequent, co- frequent collaborator Christopher, Christopher Nolan on oh, Tenet to yes! score this film. Burn! 
bird. That's a bird. Yeah. Jack. <laughs> uh, I'm fine with it. I love the music in Tenet, so it all worked out. It's fine. Okay. I still got to watch that one, man. I started watching, like, I tried to pick it's up good. halfway through, and I was like, what is no. happening? No. <laughs> oh, no, no, you yeah. can't do no, that. That won't work. <laughs> that won't. Or maybe it will work. Maybe that's the way you're supposed to watch yeah. it. Yeah. That's true. Maybe it's easier that way. No, I don't know. I was like, I don't understand how this works. <laughs> so I got to watch that one from the beginning. Um, number one on Letterboxd most anticipated uh, lists as of January 21, uh, 2021. It's maintained this spot for over a year because we've been waiting for this fucking movie since the 80s. <laughs> and yeah. I think we'll get I think we will get a part two. <laughs> um, all right. Uh, Jack, what do you think about the new one? All right. So I, I'm a big uh, I'm a big film fan. I think I've liked or loved all of his movies that I've seen. Um, I think I still got to watch on Sandy's, but otherwise I've seen all of them. And uh, I, I, to me, he's on the same level as Nolan. I, I think that they're both similar filmmakers. I think that, you know, especially after this movie, I think this movie's going to do well. I think it's going to be a calling card for him forever. Um, yeah, I think after this, they're both very serious filmmakers. Am I right? They're both very serious. They're both invested in the cinematic experience and filming everything in the camera, you know, or as much as possible. And I think after this movie, the same way that Chris Nolan makes a movie and it's a Chris Nolan film, I think from now on it'll be a Denis Villeneuve film, like, like solidly cemented his his yeah. name now. Nice, uh, nice. But this, uh, calling card, okay. I think it will be. I think it will be because it it was really cool to watch the eighties Dune and watch this Dune in close proximity to one another, because you could see the way that storytelling has kind of evolved and the confidence that I I really think you got to give Warner brothers some credit on this because this movie gets through a, a, a monumental amount of exposition in a very efficient way. Um, And it sort of trims the fat on a lot of little things like for instance, you have you obviously have the Gom Jabbar scene, right? And you have to have that because it proves that yep. the Benny Gesserits see that maybe Paul does have something that is outside of himself. Maybe, maybe this is the you know the the Quetzalcoatlak. Maybe it's you know <laughs> it's that guy, right? Um, you know things like Fade. Fade is not in this movie, um, and it seems like he's been eliminated from the story, which is sad for sting fans, but it actually simplifies the Harkonnen side of things. Right. Okay. Um, yeah. So that you have one less character that you have to focus on while we're bouncing from planet to planet and, and all this other stuff. Um, little visual clues, for instance, when um, the, I can't remember his name, uh, high, Hi- the, uh, the, the Atreides Mentat. Um, okay. When he goes to think of something in his mind, oh yeah, the visual cue of his eyes rolling in the back of his head—that was it. Cool. Kind of, but it also kind of tells you immediately, like, oh, this guy, he, his mind is like a computer, you know? Yeah. Um, oh. Him and so the, like, the 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 Harkonnens, uh, what's his name? Is theirs? Uh, yeah, polka dot, uh, polka dot man, Piter. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly, Piter. Um, <laughs> but then. Other little storytelling things like, for instance, the first time we see Paul and Lady Jessica, she says to him, like, oh, you know, make make me give you the water. And in one scene, you understand what the voice is, the power that it has. 
And the dynamic of like Lady Jessica knows something and she's teaching Paul. It's just really efficient, good exposition that's happening in the scene. Um, I I was I was sorry, Jack. I I was a little bit worried they put that scene in too quickly because Paul hadn't developed enough yet from where he was in the novel at the beginning. But now that you explain it that way, I mean, it was a more efficient way to do it, right? Yeah, that was the biggest thing I noticed was just little, little tweaks, a couple of things that were sort of left out. Um, But I I felt a better, I had a much better grasp on what was happening, why it was happening. I think that's something that's missing from from David Lynch's Dune is the why um, behind a lot. Oh, yeah. Great point. And and, um, yeah, I just I really responded to a lot of this. I really, again, same thing as the other Dune. I really like the casting. Um, I don't have a problem with anybody in this cast. And I love that it's a, it's not something that's in your face, but I definitely thought about it after the fact. It's an incredibly diverse cast. You know, mm-hmm. you, you get the sense that, you, I, don't, I don't know, it's it's representing humanity in in a way. It's, it's representing people from a lot of different walks of life. Um, yeah. I really like that. Um, and, and then the, sa- I mean, the sound in this movie is astoundingly good. <laughs> like, I, I've, yeah. I don't know. I've just, I don't know that I've ever heard a movie that sounded as good as this. Yeah. There'll, um, there'll be some Oscars for sure. Yeah. The, the whole way that you're, that they convey the idea of the voice to you through sound was so, it was so cool. Um, yeah, I feel like I'm I'm going on a lot here. So it, somebody else, pl- please please pick up the ball and run with it here because I don't want I don't want to dominate. But yeah, I really no, really man. like this movie. I got well. I agree with you, especially with the storytelling part because uh, this is missing all of the completely unnecessary narration, and it just mm-hmm. lets you figure it out. And right. with better acting and better visuals, and every scene in this movie is just so epic and beautiful and like you see the scope of how big everything is you know it's absolutely it's it's gorgeous it's really fun to watch and like you mentioned it sounds great um i love the cast i i I don't have a problem with anybody in any of the parts uh the uh the baron guy is creepy as fuck Mm. i'm excited to see some more of him so uh man i I had a really good time with this movie. This this may be one of my favorites of the year. Damn, strong words, man. Brian, what'd you think since you were such a fan of uh, the '84 one? Uh, I really loved this one too. I, I it gave me everything I wanted. Everything was updated. I felt the pacing of the story was great. Uh, the casting was amazing. the The score was amazing. Um. Uh, Denny, uh, like one thing I know when I'm going to watch his movies, the visuals are going to be on point always. Yeah. And there was nothing, nothing I hated about this one. And even, even cause I, I, like I said, I was just into it and I didn't realize, you know, the movie was about to be over and they ended it at a certain point. And of course me being a fan of the original one, you know, they crammed a whole bunch more in there and yeah, I was right. perfectly fine with where they ended it. Except and, I still wanted more. Like, yeah, exactly. I was disappointed when the movie was over. 
Um, yeah, I, I I don't know uh, the main guy, Timothy Charlemagne. Yeah, I have no idea who this guy is, and I thought he worked oh, well as Paul. He's been in a lot of good stuff. See, I didn't. Can I, yeah. He's great, though, right? Oh, he's can, amazing. Can I, can I read you his, uh, his his rap sheet here? Because he's actually <laughs> yeah, it's, he's had yeah, an incredible fucking run when you look at the directors he's worked with. All right. So um, actually, let me just confirm this first one. Yeah. OK, so he's in this movie, uh, Men, Women and Children, which is a Jason Reitman movie. OK, mm-hmm. so a couple of years later, he is in Interstellar. At the beginning of the movie, as uh, Matthew McConaughey's son. Okay. I don't even. I don't oh. even remember that. Yeah. A few years later, he's in "Call Me by Your Name," which was that you know pretty big Oscar movie from a few years ago. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. Uh, he was in Lady Bird. He was in Beautiful mm-hmm. Boy, A Rainy Day in New York, The King, Little Women. He's in the French Dispatch, Dune. He's going to be in the new Adam McKay movie coming out soon. He's playing Willy Wonka in a Wonka remake, okay? <laughs> this guy is on an incredible, incredible run so far. He's just making really cool choices with the directors he works with. And um, I don't know. I, I just feel like this will this will make him into the, the kind of megastar. Um, yeah. At least I think it will. But um, yeah, he's he's great. I mean, I, he was a perfect choice in my eyes for for Paul Atreides. I mean, I, I don't know what do, what do you guys think of him? Yeah, I, I thought he was great in it, and um, I'm really you reading off that uh, filmography. I got I got to dive in a little bit more and see what he's about. So um, this kid's definitely winning an Oscar at some point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's it'll happen for sure. Also, I loved Rebecca Ferguson, and I I love her and everything. She can definitely yeah. use that voice on me whenever she wants. You, matter of <laughs> fact, you don't have to. I'll, I'll do what you need me to do. Yeah, uh, loves Zendaya. I thought Oscar Isaac for for what what he did in the movie. I thought he was good. Take and out the trash, Lance. I have to go with Josh Brolin. I just like his really? portrayal of the character. The, the, yeah, that scene it's where not, it's not true to the book. It's not true smile, to the book. Gertie. I am. <laughs> no, I mean he he's Thanos. I mean, come on. Josh Brolin is pretty awesome. I would have liked to see a little bit more from Batista because I mean you know they call him the Beast, so I kind of wanted to see him a little bit yeah. more brutal. He barely he barely shows up in the book, so they they've already extended his uh, his part. And then I, uh, I think that he will end up having a little more to do in the next movie, though, yeah. just okay. because of the fact that Fade isn't around. I, I think. You'll see a lot more. Ah, in the next that one. makes that makes sense. He looks and, scared. And I liked uh, Jason Momoa as uh, yeah. Duncan Idaho. I thought that you know I did too. He he was he was fun definitely, and he he definitely kicked a lot of ass in this. And I I just liked everything that was was updated. The the technology was up. I mean, of course, you know it's. 2021 you know we can't have minecraft characters running around and i just i just liked everything was updated and yeah i was uh i was pleasantly surprised i didn't know how i was gonna feel coming into it being a fan of the original one but i loved it lance what'd you think i'm not i'm not that big of a south park fan so i kind of wish i knew who the characters were but there's a particular meme Oh, man, I'm glad that I went to an early filming of this because when the visuals kicked in on this, I was like, there's a meme of a South Park character sitting on a toilet and there's like Mm. white 
stuff all around him. Do you know uh, what I'm talking about? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's Dan Marsh. Ectoplasm. <laughs> yeah, it's a, damn, it's a damn good thing nobody was, you know, two or three seats next to me because I was fucking <laughs> geeking out big time on the visuals. This, this is one of the most beautifully shot films I've seen in years. And I mean, Arrival was my favorite movie of, of that year. If you guys will remember mm-hmm. this, yes. this, this dude's got something going on, but was it all sizzle and no steak? Uh, see, I don't know because they, they got the Chris knife in, which was very important, huge part of the book that they totally left out of the first movie. But there's some things uh, that, that I, I'm just kind of like disappointed about. And I don't know. I knew going in that it was only going to be part one. And when the cre- the opening credits, you know, roll, it says Dune and then, you know, fades in part one. Right. Yeah. So I knew it was going to happen. But I guess I'd have to say I love this movie so much that I was super disappointed when Zendaya turned around. Oh, well, oops, spoilers. Hold on. <laughs> well, wait, not really. I mean, everybody knows that this is just the first part of the book. So, well, and we I'm know not giving anything away. Yeah. OK, I think the casting was 20 times better than the first movie. Um, Brian, you said the casting in the first movie was good. In my opinion, uh, Sir Patrick Stewart played a much better version of that character. And other than that, fuck. I mean, Chucky was great, right? Chucky was fucking oh, amazing. Oh, so good. Yeah. It, uh, so those are the two characters that I think were better than this one. But other than that, fucking <sighs> picking this guy for Paul... Okay, look, I could not buy in the, in the original film. I couldn't I couldn't buy that that character was as young as he is in the book. That that's what threw me off. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think they picked an actor that was way too old. Um, yeah, Chalamet's got a weird mix of like maturity, but he also looks like he's fifteen. So right. it it works exactly. Yeah, perfect. Yeah, perfect casting there. Um, oh man, this this was this was. A beautiful film. It, it, is it my best of the year? I don't know. There's been some pretty good stuff that's come out this year. Um, Psycho Gorman kind of comes to mind. <laughs> oh, woof. <laughs> which is, which Fucking is crazy. woof. <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> uh, and I liked old. And you're going to say woof, aren't you? I haven't seen it yet. So. Ah, you'll add it, add it to your 365, man. There you go. Uh, the, bin, the, binge boys, the binge boys shit all over it. <laughs> but uh, We'll see. We'll see. I don't know, man. This was this was a visual uh, masterpiece. Um, I think it was great casting. I love the way that the desert people actually look like people that would live out in the desert. In the, the, first the Fremen? They, the Fremen were perfectly cast. I didn't, I didn't, there wasn't one Fremen character that I disliked. Now, the Doctor that they met up with, they changed that to a female character in the book. And in the first movie, that was a male character. I never have a problem with that if it's done well. Right. Um, and I didn't have a problem with it here. And I think she was perfectly cast and I loved, Oh my God. Well, the, yes, the, the, the Max von Sydow Sydow character was a female in this one. Right. Yes, exactly. And he was good in the first movie, but I think she was even better. And I absolutely got chills when you saw she was standing on that on that ledge and she pulled out the <laughs> the spikes. Mm. And I won't oh, say anything so cool. more. Oh my god. Cuz that 
tells you a little bit about, I really, uh, shit, see, I can't say what I thought was going to happen in this one yet. Uh, <laughs> fuck, there was some stuff that I really wanted to see regarding the worms that we didn't get to, but I know we're going to get to in the second one and the mastery over it and stuff like that. But, oh, wow. Yeah, uh, it was a very well done movie. I thought it was much better cast. I thought it was, well, shit. It's almost unfair to say it was better special effects, but you could have done better in 84, I think, than what than what we got with that one. So, Well, yeah, oh, there's some great can't. special effects from the 80s. You know, I mean, you think about, like, The Thing and, uh, well, even, you know, Star Wars stuff. You know what? You're right. I should quit making excuses. Uh, it is what it is. This one was in, in, done done very well visually and... Uh, I just can't wait for the second one. I'm just so disappointed that it ended halfway through the fucking book. For fuck's sake, man. Give mm. us more. Man, I wish they had filmed them both together and we knew the next one was coming out in six months. That's all I have to say. Yeah. Uh, so just to add a little bit more, one of the things that I really appreciated about this movie, and I actually, I think that Blade Runner 2049 did something similar, but I think Dune does it more so. Blade Runner feels like a world that you know a bit you know like like there's at least there's at least like a like a world there that i'm familiar with right i can see los angeles becoming the world of blade runner at some point this was so much its own thing that even little details reminded you that you were seeing something unlike anything you know um Right down to the the uh, I can't remember the name of them now, but the helicopters that they have, um, right. the fact that the they thornicopters. Thorn yeah. Oh the, yeah, that, that's one thing I noticed. I thought these were done very well. That's what I visualized when I was reading the book. In yes. the first, in the first one, not not so much. But this right. was exactly what I visualized. That stuff like that. The fact that when oh god, I can't remember his name now, but Javier Bardem's character when he first meets Duke Leto. And he spits on the table, and they all freak out. It, it, yeah, you know. Again, it's a scene of like, oh, oh sorry, we got to get some. Yeah, we yeah. got to get some exposition here, just so the audience knows. But at the same time, I mean, I, where would you ever be on this planet where somebody spits on a table and it's a, it's a sign of respect? You know, yeah, we we welcome um, your moisture from your right. body. I was like, <laughs> whoa. Well, I just, yeah. Well. Have I got <laughs> back to, back exactly. to the South Park meme, huh? Exactly. But there was so much stuff like that where I just felt like it was completely its own world. It was nothing like anything I'm familiar with. Um, and I appreciated it so much for that. I, I just thought it was such a, it was such a cool world, such a cool scope to it. And, and God, we didn't really talk about it that much, but the the first time that you see a sandworm in action in this movie, oh. the scale of that was incredible, absolutely incredible. Um, oh yeah, because they said this was this is a particularly big one, right? Right. Well, I love what they also did with the with the sand surrounding them because yes. yes, that wasn't really a factor in the original one, and this one. The, the worm could be miles away, but, you know, that sand's caving in and it just becomes like quicksand. Ah. And... <laughs> yeah. yeah and like also shades, the shades of tremors there. Oh, for sure. Well, that's all. I literally thought of tremors while we were while we were watching this movie. You know, yeah. the, the moment where um, Paul and Lady Jessica are running to a rock. 
And immediately I'm just like, wait a minute. That's did right. The, yeah. Did fucking Tremors like were they were was the writer of Tremors reading Dune and he was just like, hey, uh, what if we I just pared this down a little? You know? I guarantee you, guarantee you, he was guarantee you. <laughs> well, we obviously can't make this into a full movie, but let's just take the worm. <laughs> yeah. Wait. Wait a minute. Tremors. That was an '80s movie, wasn't it? Oh yeah. It was early and '90s. Got, yeah. It was uh, okay. But, yeah, All I, right. Fair enough. All right. I'll be quiet then. <laughs> I'm talking to no. They still did it better. <laughs> I just loved, you know, again, being a, a huge science fiction fan, I loved the feeling that I was seeing something that was completely its own world, its own story, its own mood. It was just so different. I, I, I loved that about it. I, it's difficult to put into words just how great it was, but it, it really... It, it was just everything. I mean, from the opening moment of the movie, before you even see the Warner Brothers logo, you start hearing throat singing from mm-hmm. like the Himalayas. And all of a sudden you're just like, what the fuck is that? It's scary, but it's also like wondrous in a way. So interesting. Um, the 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 voice when when you hear the voice in this movie it's otherworldly and strange. It's disturbing and scary, but also like awe-inspiring. It, it just there was so right. much that was thought through in such a great way. I just loved it. I really loved it. Like I, you know, I saw this yesterday. I've been thinking about it all day. I, I really, I think I'm probably gonna as soon as we're done here watch it again because it just it, there was oh. so much to absorb from the movie. You know. Well, and then the like the hand in the well, I guess we. Can we let's do spoiler? Uh, all right, let's go scores, scores, and then we'll do spoilers. Um, all right, Jack, what do you think? Score. I it, this is easily a nine on ten for me. I, I loved it. This is right in line with all of Villeneuve's other films. I can't wait to see the next one, and I feel like there's a ton in this that you can go back to and and check out. I mean, we didn't fuck. We didn't even talk about it, but the um the 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 scene where. Uh, the one of the Benny Gesserit priestesses is talking to the Baron, and there's this like fucking spider thing on the floor. Right. Dude, what the okay. Fuck right. was that? That goes in spoilers. <laughs> uh, that was that. That was a. Great <laughs> that goes in, That goes into spoilers. <laughs> oh, sorry, but you know, that that was That's like holy all right. shit. It's all right. Zed's dead, baby. Well, we we already we already <laughs> talked about it, so I thought it was a great scene because yes. you know it's it's sitting there eating, and she what wants it to leave. She wants it to leave, and he was like, he doesn't understand you, and then she does the voice, and it clearly understands and yes. gets the fuck out of there. Crazy, crazy shit. Well, I, I won't say any more until spoilers. <laughs> not nine and ten. Uh, i'm I'm gonna agree with you man i think it was an easy nine on ten and it may it may go up man because i want to watch it again and that had a feeling you were gonna say that phil that 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 doesn't happen to me very often you know like i watch a movie and i'm like oh that was really cool even really good movies i don't immediately want to watch them again this one i want to be more immersed in this world like i can't wait I wish I had seen it it? in the theaters. Oh, you should. It's not too late. It's not too late. Well, Lance, you said you saw it in 3D, right? I did. How was that? (laughs) The uh, the 3D didn't make that much of a difference. It wasn't like Jason 3, you know, where he was throwing axes at the the camera or anything. But, 
uh, it might have made it a little bit more lush, but that was just the the showing I was able to get to. I would have preferred the IMAX viewing, but that one I would have gotten to my mom's house too late to do any work. She's been working me like a dog <laughs> when I'm out here this weekend. I'm so fucking exhausted right now. But uh, in fact, I'm probably saying shit I probably should, shouldn't say because I'm so out of it from being in the heat all day, which you, you are every day, Philip. Uh, so yeah. I, <laughs> my hat's off to you, dude. Physical labor, man. <laughs> but um, yeah, it was uh, 3D didn't add that much, I would say. Okay. Uh, but I, I still, I want, I want more from this movie like i left it wanting to watch it again wanting more experience wanting to be more immersed and learn more about this but this makes me want to read the book it's it's kind of hard to spoil it quite frankly i mean there's not too much that happens in this movie that anybody listening doesn't already know you know what i mean well i guess that's true yeah Um, like there's a big twist it's not m night you know right (laughs) all right well I'll get to my hand in the box scene after this. Uh, <laughs> Brian, what was your score? Dick in the um, box. Oh, well, <laughs> uh, different movie. Yeah, yeah. That's uh, terrifying. <laughs> I, I I gotta I gotta go nine on ten. I, wow! I, I, this God. this movie gave me everything I wanted, and I wanted more as soon as the movie was over. And I think. Because I know this was one of the holdouts originally when HBO or Warner's announced a movie's coming to HBO Max and there was a lawsuit. I'm going to say that when they settled things, part of the deal was that they could make a second one. That's what I'm hoping for. So there would be no problems, you know, as far as like box office draws and stuff like that. But how's it doing? Fingers, you know? I haven't checked, but I think it's doing well. I think we're all rooting for it right now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, but yeah, easy, easy nine on 10. I think that just based on, I, I mean, and I don't know how this translates in dollars and cents, but the sheer bad blood that it would create if they were to never make the second ver- <laughs> uh, oh film, I, 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 that would do massive damage to the Warner Brothers brand. So I think, I don't know. I, crazier things have happened, obviously, you know, uh, but I think it's fairly safe to assume that we probably will get the second one. Um, so we'll see. Lance, what was your score? I think I think Denny, Denny Villa Louis knows what he's <laughs> doing here because, um, yeah, I think you guys are right. I think there's zero point zero 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 one percent chance that part two will be made after this masterpiece because this is a, a brilliantly shot film. I'm only going to give it eight and a half, and here's why. Two reasons. There were a couple of scenes in here to me that dragged a little bit. I don't know if you guys felt yeah. that. Probably not. It sounds like I you guys did, didn't. didn't. Uh, yeah, because I think, Brian, you said uh, before I knew it, I was at that last scene. I'm like, is that it? <laughs> yeah. So to me, it dragged in a few little places. I'm definitely going to rewatch it. As soon as I get back home, I'm going to watch it with AJ and ask her how she compares it to the 84 one that she like zoned out on. <laughs> said, mm. I don't know what the fuck is happening here. Um, uh, shit. The other reason that I only gave it eight and a half, I totally forgot. <laughs> so maybe I'm going to give it a nine. Also. <laughs> I, I honestly can't remember what the second reason I was going to say. That 
that's what happens when you're doing a live podcast, boys. But uh, yeah. uh, I guess right. I guess it, I guess I would say if anything, I, I was disappointed when you got that last shot when somebody turned around and said, this is only the beginning. And I'm like, Oh, here comes the credits. Cause mm. I knew it was coming, yeah. but I didn't want it to come. And the fact that it did just pissed me off, just angered me and got me I down from nine to eight and a half. <laughs> I can That's understand it. that. It was, it was, it was, I mean, it's, <laughs> it's good like to be disappointed getting... at the ending in that sense, because you want more, but man, it's, I feel like they just, Cut that motherfucker off in the middle of the movie. Oh, right? This know, should have been man. one it's long, like, giant, long movie. It's like it's like when your wife is having sex with you. <laughs> You're almost at the climax, and she says, "I'm done." <laughs> okay, never. Brutal. <laughs> All right, let's move on. Brutal. Right. <laughs> Spoilers. It is. This is a motherfucking spoiler alert. You've been fucking warned. This is a motherfucking spoiler alert. You've been fucking warned. This is a motherfucking spoiler alert. You've been fucking warned. Uh, uh, okay, so I do have a question, though, s- since we were talking about the s- spider thing. Lance, was that in the book? I do not remember that in the book at all. Now, it that might thing be. Was fucking now, creepy. Okay, so here's the thing. So you've got Dune, and then you've got Dune Messiah, which I'm going to read next, right? That's the second book. The third one is called Children of Dune, and it's like it, it's a big time jump, right? Where it's Paul's children, right? Um, and then there's like five or six more books at least. And then Frank Herbert died, and then his mm. son, Frank Herbert's son, took up the mantle and wrote like three or four books. George R. R. Martin, are you listening to us? Somebody <laughs> can take up the mantle, you lazy fuck. And finish your goddamn books for fuck's sake, man! God damn it, that pisses me off. But anyway, never gonna um, will will never we gonna get happen. will we get the book before the new Game of Thrones series? No, <laughs> no. <laughs> he got burned no. out. He's not gonna do it. He got burned out in the middle of the story. It sucks. You think so, man? That yeah. sucks, dude. Because I loved I loved the uh, the Targaryen book that he wrote, and I really thought I was gonna hate it because it was like reading a textbook, right? Doesn't like, know what the new the, series is. That's what the new series okay. is. It's the history of the Targaryen family. And it goes like, it's kind of like reading the Bible or something, right? It goes like over a hundred years span or 200 years span. And I'm like, I, I'm going to fucking hate this. I got, I burned through it in like two days. I loved it. Mm. The guy can write for fuck's sake. I just wish he would finish the goddamn books. Well, so anyway. once he spends enough on blowing hookers, he'll run out of money and have to <laughs> finish it up. Well, you, you know uh, what? You know what the real problem is? Out. Yeah, well, that's true. The real problem is we all put our faith into a fucking Jets fan to you know get get us across the goal <laughs> line here. That's the problem. Out. So, out. Out. Bring it up, football. Go Cowboys. Woo! All right, but getting getting <laughs> back to year. your point. Get back to your point. Oh shit! Yeah, five and one. Go Cowboys. Um, get back to your point, Philip. Um. <laughs> it's shit, man. I don't remember that creature. Maybe it's in one of the later books. Do you, know. so, of, uh, do you guys think that's this. a? Do you guys think that's a person that the Baron so. made? I I, I was okay. trying to figure out what it was, and I think on on Reddit somebody mentioned that that might have been added to show that the Harkonnens, it like they they participate in some sort of like biological. Yes. fuckery of some kind some kind of um, genetic engineering okay. shit 
Yeah, like I haven't. I, I like so China. I have the book. Yeah, no, there you go. <laughs> I, I have the book sitting on this uh, desk here. I have not read it yet. I've, I'm like 90 pages in. I I, I got to get back to it. But um, so I was hoping to get through it before this podcast just to have like full knowledge of all this stuff. But um, but yeah, I I don't think that that actual creature, excuse me, is in the book. But there are yeah, references somewhere. Yeah, but Lance, are there like references to the fact that the Harkonnens do something with like genetic predisposition or anything along those lines? Not really. Not not so much, man. It it doesn't go into that so much. It, it kind of sticks to the story. So I don't know. Maybe in maybe in the later books, I'm thinking. Could be. But where where I was going uh, when I started with the spoiler thing was uh, that hand in the box scene. Mm-hmm. I liked it. So much better in this movie. <laughs> well, yeah, better done, fucking huh? beautiful. Like his, yeah, the 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 look that he has when he looks up and like focuses is perfect. You know, well, like that, that, tells that was the, the moment story. That was the moment where I I just I really started to appreciate this kid as an actor. You know, yeah. Um, because they don't have to show the cheesy cutaways to the hand on fire. They're right. trusting yeah. the audience to understand that it's it's pain. You know, it's, it's just like she says, what's in the box? Pain. And, yeah. and you as an audience member are respected enough to understand that, oh, that's that's all kinds of not good. Right. Um, right. Uh, yeah. Great scene. Absolutely. I, flawless execution. And I also like they added uh Rebecca Ferguson in there because you know yeah. what 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 she's dealing right, with on right. the outside. Yeah, what she's dealing with. Good good point. Well, because he may die. You know, if he fucks up, she stabs him with a needle, which was like dangerously close to his neck. Like yeah, and that lady's pretty but, old, man. All it would uh, take is a little trimmer to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Rebecca Ferguson nailed that role for sure, man. That yeah, was and much I, better I, than the original. I like. I like the added stuff they threw in there, like like Jack, you were bringing up uh, the Javier Bardem with the spit and how you know we're we're getting a little bit of their their culture. He was cool. Another, another thing, like with Jessica, that they didn't do in the original one is the the language and the the the, the hand signs. Oh, you got yeah. that scene where she knows that lady, the the housekeeper, brought a blade in. And she's giving her uh, guard hand signs, and she she gives them hand signs and telling her uh, prepare for violence. Are there subtitles yeah. on that scene? Yes. Yeah. Okay. To, for the for the hand signals. Okay. I th- there weren't in the one that I watched. I'm gonna have to find uh, a copy. <laughs> at least at least at least there wasn't voiceovers, right? Yeah. Yeah, because it comes into play later when when they get kidnapped and they're on the yeah. plane, and she's signaling to to Paul saying. If we, you know, one of them's deaf and the voice is not going to work on him. Oh, yeah, huh. so cool, so yeah. fucking cool, yeah. and 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 an because, awesome visual thing. You know, you can't you can't fucking convey that with a goddamn voiceover. You right. have to see that as an audience member. So well done. And none of the subtitles were on there on the one that I watched. So she oh, was just hand brutal. signaling, and I had no idea what the fuck she was talking about. But just. Just from the – like, we could have turned the sound completely off on that movie, and I would have known what was going on. Yeah. Yeah, so. it's phenomenal storytelling. And, and again, just to bring up another, uh, like, thing that's in the spoiler category, um, the the beam of silence that shows up, 
what a fucking cool idea that was, you know, again, using the film and, and what you have as a filmmaker to convey the idea of what's going on on screen. It was so masterfully done. And just, uh, I'm kind of jumping all over the place. At, at the end, when he's uh, <laughs> when he's uh, in that uh, the fight where yes. uh, where the guy, you know, who's your champion, and you know, Paul steps up, yeah, and he's besting him, and Javier Bardem looks at his mother, and it was like, is he pl- is he toying with him? And then she's right. like, no, he's never killed before. So you know, you get these so little cool. things about his backstory that they don't really have to go in depth in because you know you just kind of okay he's he's not playing with them he just never killed a man before so yeah man the Such best cool the best epic movies are the ones with the one you know matrix mm-hmm. star wars dune and sure damn that's a good you're, point you're just really watching him make that journey and they do it so well especially the, in that the scene hero's journey fight. yeah especially in that scene with the fight where he doesn't want to kill that guy, you know, and you can tell he doesn't want to, but I, he's more skilled than he is. So, and he already saw himself jumping up out of the sand and tearing people up. That was a great scene. <laughs> I wish it wasn't yeah. such a, I wish it wasn't a dream. I can't wait to actually see it. But, uh, yeah. uh, but yeah, like his fight scene with that guy was fantastic. I loved the storytelling in the fight scene. You know what I mean? With yeah. me with that whole thing going on. And then he finally is like, all right, well, I guess this isn't going to end until I kill him. And he just fucking does it. Yep. And everybody comes to take his water. Yeah. Hurry up, get his water. Yeah. <laughs> everybody got your straw. All right. Yeah, we're good. <laughs> but that, that guy, that guy had to go though. He was, he was challenging Javier. You know, he was like, you well, just, how can you yeah. lead us when you just got bested by a woman? Yeah. So that was another cool thing that I, I I assume is also a thing in the book. But so throughout the movie, we see a lot of Paul's visions um, induced by his abilities and also like his ingesting of spice. Um, right. I really liked the lead up to that ending where there are suggestions in his visions that it's going to be somebody you don't expect that that gives you the blade and it, it'll also be like somebody will guide you through this this wastelands kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And in those visions, he's seeing the guy that he eventually goes on to murder. Right. right. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. he's seeing him as the person who's going to introduce him to this land. And what he doesn't know until that moment is that it's actually in his killing and that metaphor that yeah. is the thing that elevates him to be, you know, on the path of the Quetzaltenac and all that stuff. So <laughs> I, I love that was some smart oh. shit, son. Well, I, but I love that some of his visions are premonitions and things that we see and he sees them as they happen. But also at the same time, other visions that he has are something different entirely. They're they're like a they're like a reflection or or right. an idea of what's coming. I thought that was so cool. And I I mean, Lance, is that something that's part of the novel as well? Hundred percent, totally yeah. part of it. Yes, they capture that perfectly. See, yeah, and that's such cool a cool because idea. Because then you can continue to show the visions and not just be giving away pieces of the story. You know, right? Yeah, right. without too much exposition, right? 
Loved mm-hmm. that. Loved that. Thought it was so unique, so interesting. And it kept you as a viewer, in my opinion, it kept me guessing. Like I didn't yeah. necessarily know, okay, you know, now we've established that his visions are not not always going to be exactly what happens. And I think that's narratively something that's really cool for this movie, but also it's going to be really cool for the next movie when it comes yeah. out. Because we may see things that Paul sees, but now we as an audience understand that that doesn't mean that's the way it's going to go, right? right. So, not, not literal. Not literal. Sometimes yeah. it's, uh, it's it's a vision that you get that's leading you toward your goal, but you don't understand right. it at the time. Well, well it's so- the whole matrix, the difference between knowing the path and walking the path. I mean, it's yes. the same idea. Mm-hmm. Well, and like Zendaya in this one, like I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing her because in this movie she was – like out of a music video, you know, that that's the only time you ever see her is in the visions <laughs> until the end. <laughs> and that and that scene, that's what I loved about the scene at the beginning when it showed the the warring factors on the planet. They they talk about that in the book, but they never actually give you that. And in this one, they gave it to you, which I really loved. And that gave you more of um, uh oh, fuck <laughs> the dude from Guardians of the Galaxy. Help me out here, guys. Batista. Yeah. Yeah. Batista, thank you. <laughs> Rub in. Because he's he's barely I'm telling you right now, Jack, you're gonna find this out. The beast, he's hmm. barely mentioned in the book. Barely. He's gonna, yeah. he's gonna be in the movie a lot more, especially since they do have Batista in there, right? Yeah, it's gotta be. Gotta be that. Well, I don't even think that he necessarily has to play a huge part in the movie. I think that he did well with what he had to do, you know? I mean, like right. he, he he looked like the general of the army, the super enforcer, scary dude, and I thought he pulled that off really well. Although I would like to see him get badass. Yeah, yeah. just he doesn't have to be throughout the second movie, but just give him like a, a brutal fight scene and then right. like have him kick a little bit of ass before he dies. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I I think that, you know, this is debatable, but I think the two best adaptations of a book are one flew over the cuckoo's nest and the Lord of the Rings and the Lord of the Rings, I think is, is the top of the heap because it changes a lot about those books, drops a lot of stuff, but it stays true to the core of what those stories are. And it works on its own level. And I feel like I could be wrong, but I could see them using the beast in a way where they somehow get him involved in the final battle for Arrakis, you know, and they take him and put him in a place where he would work better narratively for the story as a direct foil to Paul in some respect. Um I could see them doing something like that while still retaining the theme of the novel. Um, we'll see. I, I just don't think that you bring in Dave Batista and, you know, not really do something with him outside of relegating him to basically a cameo in the first movie. You know, I, th- I think there's they probably have more in mind for him if and when they get this second movie going. Yeah, I, I can re- I can see that. Well, he looks yeah. the part, though. Yeah. Uh, real quick, I want to bring up uh, Oscar Isaac as uh, Duke Leto. Fantastic. Oh, he was amazing. The one thing I can say that was better portrayed in the original one was his love for Jessica. 
because in the, the the original one, that was like one of his last things he was thinking about was my my Jessica, my Jessica. Yeah. This one is right. just kind of like he, this one. He's just kind of like oh, I should have married you. That, <laughs> yeah, they don't even really talk about her having to be a concubine, and because yeah. politically he was supposed to marry a different woman, so he could keep her in the book. He oh. could keep her as a concubine, but he was not allowed to marry her. Oh, yes, you're right. Oh, good. Good point, dude. They totally left that out of the second movie. Good. Yeah. Good point, man. But I I did like the updated scene of the 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 gas from the tooth. How Mm -hmm. instead of just taking out one person, he took out the entire room. The whole room. (laughs) Well, and he just I I mean, you know, he died so quick in the movie. I maybe not. I'm sure it was fucking (laughs) halfway through the goddamn thing. But whatever. It it all happened so fast, it seems like. Um, but it like it just gave you because at that point he was you know a disposable carry uh, character to move on the plot line and help the hero's journey and I, I think they did with him what they were supposed to do with him and yeah. this this is a, a good and honorable man that has taught his son well yeah and he, I like that scene where he told his son if you're you know even if you're not the future of house atreides you know you'll still be my son you know I, I i like little moments like that right and so i yeah i thought that was that was pretty cool like i didn't i didn't need a whole lot extra to his story you know they they got across the point that they needed to get across and he did great at it oscar yeah. was phenomenal in this movie everybody yeah he's he's one of my favorite actors um pretty rarely do i see him in something and he's not good in it so yeah. it's good to see him uh killing it here as well all right i think that's it guys okay. all right <laughs> so definitely check out dune that's a fucking badass yeah. movie, man no shit <laughs> like i i really want to go watch it again right now <laughs> i i might honestly <laughs> All right. Well, uh, as always, we want to thank you for listening to another episode of The Horror Returns. Uh, Jack, you want to tell us where we can find you real quick? Yeah, um, bingemedia.net. We're on all the podcast platforms like Spotify and Stitcher. And we're on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and Patreon. And if you go on the Patreon, five bucks a month, you can get access to all of our shows, uh, which include my weekly updates on the uh, Jack Attack Tuesday, the 365 Movie Challenge. All our commentaries, and you get access to the full binge. And I believe if you sign up, we still have shot glasses or pint glasses that we're sending you. So definitely get over there. And uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, lots of uh, lots of different stuff going on there all the time. Um, yeah, yeah, that's all. That's all I got for now. So cool, man. Well, that's a lot. You can always reach us at thehorrorreturns at gmail dot com or our brand new website, the www.thehorrorreturns.com. dot com. <laughs> awesome uh and check out all our social media links uh you know we're on all this stuff and uh leave us an itunes or apple podcast review and uh check us out on patreon we're, uh, even, next- we're even on we're even on tiktok and i think brian is supposed to do some flossing what nice <laughs> oh, i well, like, have to brian, sign up now you- like a- actual dental <laughs> stuff because <laughs> i don't know what you're talking about <laughs> Uh, all right we're gonna have to make some videos fuck all right next week <laughs> we're gonna be joined by very special guest garrett collins uh to discuss 
Last Night in Soho, as well as The Black Swan. Uh, so until the horror returns again, Brian. You guys can't hear my thoughts. I'm narrating. <laughs> <laughs> Good night. <laughs>